Hello, everyone, and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Wednesday, October 18th. It's the middle of the week. Happy Hump Day. Remember when everyone was saying Hump Day a few years ago? I want to bring that back. We're over the hump. We're halfway through the week. We're halfway through the weekend, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, I want to say welcome. This show, this uh, show is a trivia show. It's actually a 10-round quiz with no specific themes, topics, or categories, but we do have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. Now, of course, as mentioned, we're halfway through the week, which means that today is halfway through the difficulty scale. So if you find this episode to be a bit easy, well, tune in tomorrow. If you find it a bit hard, I think you should tune in anyway. Now, without any further delay, without me rambling along anymore, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. In which major North American professional sports league is the Stanley Cup awarded to the champion at the end of playoffs? Now, the Stanley Cup, that's in hockey. That's the NHL. The Stanley Cup is the championship trophy awarded annually to the National Hockey League playoff champion. It is the oldest existing trophy to be awarded to a professional sports franchise in North America, and the International Ice Hockey Federation considers it to be the most important championship available to the sport. Now, the trophy was commissioned in 1892 as the Dominion Hockey Challenge Cup, and it is actually named after Lord Stanley of Preston, who was the Governor General of Canada at the time, and he actually donated it as an award to Canada's top-ranking amateur ice hockey club. Now, I personally grew up in Minnesota. I love hockey, and I wish someday my team would win the Stanley Cup. Still hasn't happened yet, but one can hope. So that's the Stanley Cup awarded in hockey in the NHL. Moving on to question number two. Which war took place between 1950 and 1953? And that war was the Korean War. Did you forget? If you did... You might not be alone, sometimes called the Forgotten War, unfortunately. But uh, yes, in fact, that was the Korean War. It was fought between North Korea and South Korea from 1950 to 1953. The war began on the 25th of June, 1950, when North Korea invaded South Korea, following years of hostilities between the two countries. North Korea was supported by China and the Soviet Union, while South Korea was supported by the United States and allied countries. The fighting ended with an armistice on the 27th of July, 1953. That's an armistice that is still standing. If if you've ever heard of the 38th parallel, that's the dividing line that was chosen between North and South Korea. So that was the Korean War. took place from 1950 to 1953. Moving on to question number three. What capital of Western Australia is over 1,300 miles from Adelaide, its nearest sizable neighbor, making it one of the most isolated major cities in the world?
And that Australian city is, of course, Perth. Perth is the capital and largest city of Western Australia and the fourth most populous city in Australia and Oceania. With a population of 2.1 million people living in the greater Perth, Perth is part of the Southwest Land Division of Western Australia, with most of the metropolitan area on the Swan Coastal Plain between the Indian Ocean and the Darling Scrap. Shout out to all the Australians out there. Shout out to everyone in Perth. Shout out to Bon Scotts, RIP. I think he's buried in Perth, if I'm not mistaken. In any case, that's Perth, Western Australia, one of the most isolated major cities in the world. Moving on to question number four. Tegucigalpa is the capital city of what Central American country? And that country with the impossible-to-pronounce city is Honduras. Tegucigalpa, which, by the way, I had to YouTube how to pronounce that. Well, it is the capital and largest city of Honduras, along with its sister city, Comayagula, which I did not YouTube how to pronounce that one, so I hope I got that one right. Now, most sources indicate that the origin and the meaning of the word Tegucigalpa is derived from the Nahuatl language. The most widely accepted versions suggest that it comes from the Nahuatl word Tagusgalpa, which means hills of silver. Uh, but this interpretation is uncertain since the natives who occupied the region at the time were actually unaware of the existence of mineral deposits in the area. As a matter of fact, there are several theories as to the origin of the name, but regardless, it is a very difficult name to pronounce. Once again, that is Tegucigalpa, which I think I'm getting that right. Of course, I'm not a native Honduran, but I try my best. So that is the capital of Honduras. Question number five. Who was the president of the United States when Al Gore was the vice president? And that was Bill Clinton back in the 90s. Bill Clinton was the president when Al Gore was the vice. The vice presidency of Al Gore lasted from 1993 to 2001 during the Bill Clinton administration. Al Gore was the 45th vice president of the United States, being twice elected alongside Bill Clinton in 1992 and in 1996. Gore is considered to have been one of the most powerful and influential vice presidents in American history. So once again, when you think Bill Clinton, well, he had a vice president, and that guy was Al Gore. Speaking of presidents, let's move on to question number six. Who are the four presidents featured on Mount Rushmore? You got to name all four of them. Ready? And in order from left to right, those four are George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. 
The Mount Rushmore National Memorial is a national memorial centered on a colossal sculpture carved into the granite face of Mount Rushmore in the Black Hills near Keystone, South Dakota. Sculptor Gutzon Borgon designed the sculpture, called it the Shrine of Democracy, and oversaw the project's execution from 1927 to 1941 with the help of his son, Lincoln Borglum. The sculpture features the 60-foot-tall heads of four United States presidents. That's George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. Now, I've seen, I've seen Mount Rushmore twice, I believe, both times. Very impressed. It's much, much bigger than I anticipated. So, if you haven't had a chance to see it, I highly recommend it. Moving on to question number seven. In fashion, what does YSL stand for? Now, I did not know the answer to this question, but apparently it's a French brand, and YSL stands for Yis Saint Laurent. Yis Saint Laurent also known as Saint Laurent, or simply YSL, is a French luxury fashion house founded in 1962 by Yves Saint Laurent and his partner Pierre Berger. The company specializes in haute couture, ready-to-wear, leather accessories, and footwear. Its cosmetic line, YSL Beauty, is owned by L'Oreal. So, Next time you're maybe walking down the street, you see YSL, maybe perhaps you have some YSL in your closet, just know that it stands for the founder. That founder's name was Yves Saint Laurent. Question number eight. What is the national flower of Wales? And the answer there is the daffodil. The daffodil is the national flower of Wales and is often worn on St. David's Day on the 1st of March in Wales. Narcissus is the genus of predominantly spring-flowering perennial plants. Various common names include daffodil, of course, and then there's Narcissus jonquil. They're all used to describe some member of that genus. Now, I personally am not a flower guy. If you ask me to name 10 different types of flowers, I probably couldn't even get half. So this is not a good question for me, but nonetheless, I'm sure there's some people out there that know whales enough to know that the national flower of the country is the daffodil. Moving on to question number nine. What is the term for the dance that honeybees perform to communicate the location of food sources to other members of their colony. And that dance is called the Waggle Dance. That's W-A-G-G-L-E. Waggle Dance is a term used in beekeeping and ethology for a particular figure eight dance of the honeybee. By performing this dance, successful foragers can share information about the direction and distance to a patch of flowers yielding nectar and pollen 
to water sources or to a new nest site location with other members of the colony. The waggle dance and the round dance are two forms of dance behavior that are part of a continuous transition. Uh, as the dance between the resource and the hive increases, the round dance transforms into variations of a transitional dance, which, when communicating resources at even greater distances, eventually becomes the waggle dance, which is pretty interesting. I feel like every time I'm reading about bees, it kind of blows my mind. I'm always learning something new. Also, who discovered that? Who's studying bees well enough to recognize something like that? It's quite impressive. In any case, that's called the waggle dance. Moving on to our last question of the day, question number 10. What former Malaysian state was expelled in 1965 and is often considered the only modern country to gain independence unwillingly? And that city-state nation was Singapore. The history of the Republic of Singapore began when Singapore was expelled from Malaysia and became an independent republic on the 9th of August, 1965. After the separation, the fledgling nation had to become self-sufficient. However, it was, of course, faced with problems including mass employment, housing shortages, lack of land and natural resources, during Lee Kuan Yew's term as Prime Minister, which actually lasted from 1959 to 1990, full 31 years, his government eventually curbed unemployment, raised the standard of living, and implemented a large-scale public housing program. I was interested to learn a little bit more. I'd never heard of a, of a state or nation gaining independence unwillingly. Kind of looked into it a little bit. Apparently, there was just a lot of I guess a lot of distrust, a lot of uh, a lot of issues between the island of Singapore and the government of Malaysia. So at some point, the Malaysian government just said, "You know what? You're done. You're out. You're on your own. We want nothing to do with you." Ironic now because Singapore is so successful on the global scale, and uh, I feel like Malaysia would probably want them back. That'd be kind of a nice nice addition to a country if you could pull in Singapore. But you can't. Singapore is on its own, independent now. And that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. As always, if you found this episode to be a bit too simple, I think you should tune in tomorrow. We're going to wrap it up a little bit on Thursday. Of course, if you found this episode to, uh, to be a bit hard, I still think you should tune in tomorrow. You might have some fun. You might know the answer to some pretty difficult questions. I want to thank all of you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I'll see all of you tomorrow. Tomorrow.